Amazing. Hey, all is well. How are you? <laughs> you here? Things are not well. Uh, it could be better. In what way? Can you give me an example? Oh, why don't you? You don't know why? All right, I'm going to go to black. That's interesting. Okay. I understand that. She's 80? Oh. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can go to our YouTube chat line. And uh, Hake, yes, Hake is back. Will let me know so I can respond to your questions and comments. Thank you in advance. Hi, y'all. Amazing. Um, Any questions or anything? Anybody had a life this week? Nobody had nothing. You didn't discover anything about yourself. You, yeah, finally, one person. Uh, God is providing. It's shocking. But uh, <laughs> I, I prayed for a good manager at work, and now I got a good manager. <laughs> right? You know, I was like, oh, my goodness, this Mark guy is cool. Right, you know, I was so like... So the old one left and you got a new one? Yeah, surprise. So you and prayed the old one out and got no, no, a new the, one? No, no, the old one was good. It's just that she's like, Alex, come on. I just like, <laughs> really? I was like, yeah, I'm making 70000 my new job. I just, I can't be leaving. I have to leave. I have to leave. And yep. I was like, yeah, for 70000 I would leave too. Right, you know, and then uh, the new manager has exceeded my expectations. I was like, a guy, a lady, a guy. And he was like, we've never had a guy manager ever. So it was like kind of a shocker. (laughs) I was like, what? We had a a male manager. So it was good. I was really surprised and uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And uh, he's got a sense of humor. He's relaxed. And so far, he's not a labor Nazi. So I was like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, you know, because I was thinking, you know, oh, I'm going to get a new manager. and He's going to come in and says, oh, you know, we're short on hours today or we're high on labor. We need to cut you for two, uh, two hours early or something. I was worried about that. You were thinking that. that? What's that? You were worried about that? Yeah, I was worried about that because, you know, you know, anytime even new managers. Was, co- even though it wasn't happening, you were worried about it? You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm right about what? You're right. I mean, I shouldn't be worried about the future. And why but, do you do it? Well, adjusting to a new manager is, is, is a hard thing to do for most uh, employees. And, uh, Why do you worry about the future? I guess, well, 
That, there's only one real reason I worry about the future, because I'm an old guy. That's the only You're reason. You're an old I, guy? Yeah, I'm an old guy. I mean, old, I mean, I mean, like, how I, old are he, you? I mean, I, I'm, I'm 40 plus. I'm 40 plus. And, and he goes, you know. Are you like 40 plus 80? No, not 40 plus 80, but you know, it's like, you know, it's just like, it, it, once you hit 40 plus, you know, you're expendable. You're, you know, it's like, That's come amazing. on, man. It's like. 40 sounds so young. Uh, 40 is, is 40 old in the workplace. You know, like I, I see my coworkers and they're all in the 20s and 30s. Oh. Right. You know, I was like, okay, great. I mean, like I, I had one of my coworkers, a new guy got hired. It's like, oh my God, how old are you? Because I'm 31. Oh, okay. Wow. It's like. So I'm, why do you, why do you even pay attention to age? Uh, because my managers pay attention to age. <laughs> well, what do I have to do with you? I, because the older you are, the more expendable you are. Why do you hold on to that idea? I don't hold on to it, but uh, well, you, you do. You, you worry about it. I I worry about it because because you hold on to it. At my age. Being a forty-year-old-plus uh, <laughs> server is you're expendable. You're just like no, you're, no, you're not. Nobody Only wants. Only if you believe that about yourself. I know, but yeah, you're in Los Angeles. You know, it's like nobody and here. God live in L.A. too. That is true. Wow, that's a great statement. God lives in Los Angeles too. Gosh. <laughs> That's a miracle statement. <laughs> okay. I love that statement. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just like, I mean, like right now, like I worked two days with this manager and it's like, oh, he's real. Listen, and, man. and this guy's in his hey. 60s too, so I'm happy. Oh, he's, he's like old. 62 years old, something like that. The manager is old? Yeah. He's like so 60. what are you worried about? Yeah, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect, it's like Christmas now. But in September. I mean, but, you know, 9-11. Sorry about that. I shouldn't be saying that on a 9-11. But, Why not? Well, because it's, you know, September 11th today. So it's like, you know, you and shouldn't be. What does that have to do with what you say it Well, I, I, it's probably disrespectful to people on 9-11 to say some statement like Christmas regarding my personal life. When did 9-11 happen? What's that? When did it happen? September 11th happened 2001. So How we're celebrating, what, 21 years since it last happened? 21 years. You know, yeah. Two, and so you still remember? Everybody does. I didn't. Well, I do. I mean, uh, it's... I didn't even know the day was 9-11. I mean, September 11th. September 11th. So I mean, today is September 11th, you know. And you it's need like, a clear mind. Yes, you're right. Why don't you work on that? It's a process. So what? <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> you know, nobody's perfect, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. You know, it's like I, I got to evolve. I got evolved. You know, it's like. Are you working on that? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. what? I mean, like, I'm, I'm trusting God more recently. Right, because I, you prayed this other woman out. No, no, no. She and, was fine. And you prayed a man. No, in. she was fine. She was fine. I, she just said, I was sad to see her go. But she, she says, no, Do I can't. you realize none of those problems with them is with you? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, like. Do you realize that? I, I, come on, man. If you're 40 plus, you're human garbage. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, in a workplace, you're, you're human garbage. 
Wow. You're human garbage in the workplace. So let's get real. Like- let's not keep it like, you know, whatever. Right. It's like you, unless you're self-employed, but only 7% of Americans are self-employed. So it doesn't really matter. Do you realize your problems are with you and no one else? Yeah, I mean, I mean, but uh, I mean, I I have to evolve, I have to adapt, uh, I have to change, and uh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay, I'm doing it, but I'm trusting God more often. I I realized nice. that recently. I was like, I was like, okay, God, okay, I have to pray more about to God. I have to. It's like okay, and then I gotta trust God more. I really don't really trust Him, and it starts. I really noticed in the last month, you know. Pre nine eleven, I was I was trusting God more, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." Nice. This is nice, actually. Yeah. Sorry about that. Stay with that, then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, God will provide. Sh- yeah. Okay. Anyway. Right here. <laughs> Amazing. Interesting. I was just thinking, like somebody in the industry, myself, like you being older and me being a little older as well, that we should have more. Um, you kept referring to yourself as like garbage because you're over a certain right. age. Whereas in a sense, we have more knowledge to give the new people that come through because we've been in the industry longer as Very regards to training point. and that we're actually more valuable because we've been doing it longer and we understand how it works and the system and blah, blah, blah. Very, very good point. Look how the world going crazy because the older people are not passing out wisdom to the young. Mm. One of the reasons. Have you noticed that? Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. And the older people have been made to feel that they have no value when they're really valuable because that's who the young learn from. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I believe people in their 20s and 30s right now are completely lost. Right, because the older they're, people they're are not... lost souls. I mean, even my son says, Dad, I go, what's wrong with people, teenagers and 20-somethings, he goes, they had no value to my life, you know, they're not positive and optimistic, and goes, I go, son, as long as they're those two things, I, I tell them, look. But you, it's because older people are not out there setting examples. They feel like human garbage. That's true, actually. That's true. It's like, uh, I mean... I mean, like, oh, gosh, how do I say this? I mean, I, I do my job well, and then it's like uh, I'm not saying that I don't do a bad job. I can keep up with anybody that's in the 20s and 30s, but um, it, it's really shocking. I mean, like what you're saying about people in their 20s and 30s, they're like. Well, which like, is worse, the older people who are not passing down wisdom or the young people who are lost? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Sorry, I apologize. Which is worse, the older people who are not passing wisdom down to, the, to them or the young people who are lost, which is worse, the older ones or the young ones? The younger ones. Why? Because they don't know what they're missing. But how would they know if you're not showing them? But people in their 40s, 50s. How would they know if you're not showing them? don't want to share their wisdom and knowledge or they're like why don't you want to share your wisdom no i want to share my wisdom you want to just share it rather than thinking about being valuable or not oh boy <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i mean oh goodness i mean <sighs> 
I, I like I, I I can get along well with most people. I just that I, I mean the way I look at people is I will look I, like I tell my son I have, you have two questions to ask people and then because he's so irritated at his new workplace. Well, you didn't tell me why you instead of you focusing on his other mess, why not share your wisdom? Just simply share it. Yeah, you're right. I can cause a I'm ripple. Right or what? That was a question. Yeah, I can no. cause a ripple. Why don't I share? I yeah, I do share. I do share. So then, what is there to complain about then? I mean, with my coworkers, I'm fine, and managers, I'm fine. It just you always. I mean, like you have nothing to complain about. Well, Your life is working. It is working. So there's nothing to complain about. It is working. So because I'm trusting God more. I, re- I realized in the last month, I've just like... So there's nothing to complain about. I'm actually more... You're right. I, I should be more grateful. I am grateful. You I'm, didn't stop complaining. You show that by not complaining. All is well. Your life is working. It is working. All is well. I, I'm just... Surprise! How all the dots are coming together. So be grateful and let it happen. Yeah. And stop seeing yourself as human garbage and I'm uh, 40 plus and young people are crazy and just live your life. Just live. Why not just live? Is it what? Yeah. She said you're going to ditch yourself a hole, and that's what the devil wants. Just live your life. Yeah. Live your life. Yeah. I mean. Uh, no, don't go into that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, it's hard to just live your life. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. You got to get rid of old bad habits. It's already gone. Your life is working. Yes. Surprisingly. I'm surprised, like, like I was recently thinking about it, and I was like, wow, it's like Christmas in September. It's like, this is crazy how things are well, good or now. I was like, And okay. if you just live, it'll get better. You haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. So stop complaining. <sighs> Sorry, I'm sighing. Doesn't it feel better to stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so stop it. Okay. All right? And, just, and get away from 40 plus. Don't let that be a part either. Don't compare yourself to anyone or anything. I tend... Leave that alone. Yes, you can. I tend not to tell oh. people at work that I'm 40 plus. But you need, <laughs> you need to forget it too. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're not living past 80? <laughs> I doubt it. We're good. You'll be out of the way. <laughs> no more complaining. Yeah, yeah. I, come on, guys don't make it past 80. W- women do, but guys don't. All right. Well, then you got your time set for you. Yeah. I, if I live so past 80, it'll be wheel, a miracle. Write your will out so at 80, yeah. you're not going to make 81. Yeah. <laughs> so make your will out between now and, and 70. 79. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, cut it out, man. Live your life. Okay. Thanks. All right. 
Um, so the queen aspired, the queen of great, great Britain, right? But one thing I don't know, what, and I asked this question, may her soul rest in peace. I want to know what does she do? What did she do? What does the queen do? You don't know? I have no idea. But you know there was a queen that lived to be 96, right? Mm -hmm. But no one seemed to know what was, what did she do? I don't know. And everybody's, well, a lot of people that I see are very, um, you know, just like all sad. And yeah, I know they just, cry. And I'm just like, how do they, I mean, yeah, may she rest in peace, right? right? But I just don't understand. I mean, it's so just emotional, right? It must be because no one has been able to tell me what she did Why for 96 uh, years. She was just born to. It's not like she just born rich or had a lot of money and lived in a big house mm-hmm. and stayed at home and had some babies. Right. Right? Yeah. But it doesn't seem like she did anything, so I don't understand all the commotion. I don't either. Amazing, huh? <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me what the queen did? Uh, you know who the queen was? I do know who the queen was. What did she do? I don't, uh, I think she just was a symbol of rule that used to be in place for hundreds of years. I think she was just a symbol. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So the symbol was to get married, be home, and raise your children? Maybe. That sounds like a good symbol. It is an amazing yeah. <laughs> symbol. If that's what all the commotion is about, it makes sense then. Yeah. She was an example of what everybody should be when you're married. Yeah. Oh, okay. Had you thought about that before? No, I don't really care about the Queen of England. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay. fun to watch like uh, some of their pomp and circumstances when somebody gets married. It's entertainment, but I don't. I mean, yeah. it has no bearing on. And it's all over the media, day in, day out. Every channel you turn to, it's about the queen. Yeah. I was on the phone with my boss. He's like, oh, the queen just died. I was like, okay. She was 96, too. <laughs> She's like, was she almost 100? <laughs> At least you went past 80. <laughs> oh, man. Is this your first time here? This is my, I came here in May. May. Oh. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Thank you. How's, how's everything? Great. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Here with my family now. Right on. So you made a family since May? No, no. <laughs> no, but I have a baby now in oh, my belly. Nice. Yeah, but no, uh, he was the one that introduced me to to watching your, right on. your show and stuff. So. When you first saw the first show, you thought, this guy hates women. Definitely. You didn't think that? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. It's, and and it why was, did you think that? Uh, I just, I had never heard anybody be so like direct and bold about that and it when you first hear it it does kind of like the way you say it, it sounds a little shocking right but then when you think about it it's not really that shocking you no. know it really i mean <clears throat> conversations especially that i've had with him since then i can i can just see now a lot more and i just wasn't paying attention to it yeah. in the same way because i grew up in a good home with a mom and dad still married after 40 something years you know good example in a lot of ways but i just I didn't see a lot of the things that I see now with even that situation, Yeah, you know, because you just, you don't pay attention. Amazing. You're asleep. <laughs> That's right. It's something else to be asleep and not know it, huh? Definitely, yeah. We can go through a whole lifetime asleep and not know it. That's mind-blowing to me. It is. And now 
I we laugh all the time about little things that happen. I'm like, well, you man, say we who is that? This is my husband. Oh, why you call me he like he some friend or stranger? Oh, my husband oh, and okay. I laugh about a lot of things. <laughs> like uh, we just went away last weekend, and some kid was getting shamed by his mom at the pool. <laughs> we just couldn't help it. Like it's yeah. everywhere. It's in all of us. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Every, all over the world. Yeah, it's the same spirit. Yep. Well, that's amazing. Are you yeah. doing the silent prayer? I am trying to be better at the silent prayer. I'm not as consistent as he is, but. So are you doing the silent prayer? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I do it. I do it, but not consistently. Why don't so, you stay no, with it? I will. Yeah, yeah, stay with it. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. I believe that. No matter I've seen, what happened. He sets a really good example, and he's like really calm. My husband is really calm and peaceful. <laughs> and and uh, Nice. Yeah, so, yeah. So you're doing the silent prayer every morning? At night? Yes. And has, what type of difference has it made in your life? Or change or whatever? It's caused me to be, um, I'm a lot more calmer and I yeah. just pay attention to myself. Right on. And the stillness isn't just in the silent prayer. Like when I drive to work, I don't listen to music. I just take as much time, any time I can take by myself, I take the time to be right by myself. Right on. That's right. Pay attention. That's so. amazing, man. Uh, any questions about anything? No. Oh, okay. And how are you? Good. How old are you? Nine. Nine. Nice age. You have anger? Uh, a little. <laughs> Sound like a young woman. A little. <laughs> and what can get you angry at times? Uh, sometimes when my mom bosses, well, not bosses, but like tells me what to do sometimes. Yeah. And, and why does that make you angry sometimes? Because I just kind of want to be, I just kind of want to, like, prove something, but the, at the same time, that's Satan. What do you want to prove? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can do stuff about it myself, I guess. Yes. Absolutely. And when you tell her that, what does she say? Um, pretty much exactly what he would say, and he would say, like, just do what she says. Uh, oh, he, she does? He does? Maybe. Does he tell her to back off and you take care of it? Mm. You start Sometimes. Talking. Oh, good. You're smart. Right on. <laughs> so just learn to let anger pass, okay? Yeah. Just say, okay, Mom, I'll do it. And if she insists, just say, okay, I told you okay, back off. <laughs> but don't get mad. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Very nice. Stay away from anger. How did you, let the young man get the mic for me. How did you do this week with anger? Okay. Did your sister get to you? I'm sorry? Um, a little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Uh, and did you let the anger pass? Or did you yell at her? I tried to let it pass. Okay. Yeah, let it pass. Stay with it, all right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Your sister wants to say something. He yelled. He yelled? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why do you why do you, why do you irritate him so much? I don't know. You don't know? You like irritating him? No. You like making him mad? No. When he get mad, do you ever apologize? I'm sorry for irritating you? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Try not to irritate him so much. 
Okay? Yes. Uh, how old are you? Seven. Oh, okay, nice. You guys growing up. Amazing. Stay <laughs> away from anger. Um, I saw this movie, and then I want to get to the biblical question. And it's not a movie I want to promote or anything, because I've seen this movie a thousand times. But I really saw it this time. And so, you know, just flipping through the TV, it's the uh, Temptations. It is a life about the temptation. Everybody knows who the temptations were, right? It was a singing group, a black. They, they like from the 60s and things like that. Really, really talented group as far as singing. And, but they had a rough life. I mean, I had no idea. And I do understand now everybody has a rough life because I'm born into sin. But the temptations were very talented. And they, they started to travel and they were really getting to be known very well. And so the, one of the, the leaders of the temptation, I think his name was David Ruffin, I believe. David Ruffin, some other guys and women started puffing him up about how great he was and how much the temptations needed him. And he just really got into it, right? And so then he started using, according to the story, all this is based on the story, he started using cocaine and getting high and having a bunch of women over to party. And so he became addicted to drugs, the cocaine, according to the story. And as a result of becoming addicted to the story, he started missing rehearsals. He started showing up late and blah, blah, blah. And so when the leader of the group, one of the leaders said, you know what? I'm warning you now. You got to get off this stuff and keep away from these crazy people or we're going to have to let you go. And then he was like, you're not going to let me go. I'm too good at what I do. I'm the best. Like, no, we're going to let you go if you don't get your act together. And so he wouldn't do it. He tried, but he couldn't do it because now he's addicted to the ego fulfillment as well as the drugs. And so they let him go. And when they let him go, they, of course, they replaced him with someone else. But then there was another one of the temptations who was uh, got hooked on alcohol. He couldn't deal with life either. Family issues, mean to his wife, and wife nagging him. And so he became an alcoholic. And so when during the performance, he would be staggering while up there. He got so bad that they had to have another guy stand behind the curtains and, and turn the guy that was performing Mike off and someone else was really singing for him from behind the curtain. Isn't that amazing? And so they warned him, hey, man, you got to get yourself together. Oh, I'm all right. Nothing wrong with me. In denial. And they're like, look at you. No, I'm fine. I'll be fine. And he, too, started showing up late for rehearsal. And they warned him, look, you got to get yourself together. And oh, we just, we're going to have to let you go. And so what they decided for him, we're not going to get rid of you, but you got to go and get well. you got to sober up. So we're just going to, in order to keep moving this thing along, we're going to uh, hire someone else until you go to an alcohol program or something and get well, right? But then one of the other temptations really close friends with him. And he was like, no, don't let him go, don't let him go. Because the other the alcoholic didn't want to leave him. He was like, well, we are not going to let him go. It's just temporary. 
so we could fulfill our agreements with the performers. And so this guy, pretend that's him, and I'm the guy with alcohol. And, and so he's telling him, no, you're doing to him exactly what you did to David. You let him go. He's like, no, we're not letting him go. And the, the alcoholic got so bad, they had to, okay, don't come back until you get well. You're not fired. And they were telling the other guy, we're not going to fire him. We're just going to let him go get well, and we'll bring him back. But he couldn't hear that because he was angry at the idea of losing his friend. And so they let him go. They replaced him with another singer. And this guy, the other temptation, couldn't handle it. He was so mad. Even though they told him, we're not letting him go, we'll bring him back. So one day, after they let him go to get well, this guy went and met with David. Uh, the first guy who was let go, he was fired. He met with him, and he told him, oh, they let the, the other temptation go too. And then David was so cunning, he said, yeah, see that? I told you they were going to do that to him. I told you they were going to let him go just like they did me. And there was no discussion from David. You know, they let me go because I was wrong. I became a drug addict. I stopped performing. I didn't show up. But David, like, seduced the guy. They let him go just like they did me. And he had his wicked laugh or smile. And he said, they're going to do it to you next. And they had no reason to let him go. He wasn't an alcoholic. He was performing well. He was showing up. And they said, he told them, they're going to let you go next. And he like, no, they're not. Yes, they will. They're going to let you go. And so David gave him some cocaine that he had on the table. And the boy took the cocaine, and at that point it was over. His attitude got worse, became worse. And so one night he went and performed, and he performed with the new guy that was standing there for the friend, the alcoholic friend. And at the end of that performance, he just walked away. He had no reason to to leave the company, the group, but he walked away because he believed the rumor. He believed the lie from the other guy. He didn't question it. He didn't think about what David had done to get fired. He didn't question the fact that his alcoholic friend brought that on himself because he was didn't listen, or that they were going to bring the alcoholic friend back once he got well. He just let go and walked away. And I thought, that's how most people are. Have you, you've seen people whisper rumors to others, and, and, and they don't even question it. And that's what the devil does. The devil wants to destroy. He wants to destroy. And he, once the devil is about to lose a soul, he doesn't like it. He wants every soul he can get. And he'll use you to rumor to someone else, and if you're not paying attention because you lost in your imagination, angry, he'll destroy you too. You go along with the devil, not realizing that you went along with the devil. So you got to watch, get to know yourself, so you can see. It's like when, uh, and I've heard over and over again where children, adult children, have gone and forgiven their mothers, and the mothers get mad about it instead of saying, "Okay, you're right, I'm wrong." The mother get mad and start whispering rumors to the other kids in the family. And now the other kids get mad at the one that went and forgave 
without even knowing if it's true or not. Isn't that amazing? And I, I watched The Temptation a thousand times because I really liked the music. You know, I, the old music, they used to really have talent back then. Nobody has talent now. It really hurts your ears now. But, uh, and I thought, wow, and I counsel with men and women around the world. It's the same story with everybody. Our battle is truly a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. It has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with male or female. It has nothing to do with how rich or how poor you are. We all must be born again. Now, all won't be born again because they love the hell that they live in. They love that insane life that they have. I was interviewed by a guy this week, and he was an atheist. He said he's an atheist. And I asked him, did he love his hell? He said, yeah. I'm like, you love the hell you live in? Your insanity? He's like, yeah. I'm like, why? He said, it makes him feel like life. He, he loved the ups. He loved the downs. He loved the ups. And the downs make him feel like he can get things done. And I'm like, wow. And I knew, I've been noticing that most people love their insanity. That's why they won't overcome it. That's the only reason they will not overcome it. They love it. Anybody here love their insanity? You love your insanity? Used to. And why did you used to? Why did you love it then? Oh, it was interesting and fun. <laughs> I did not anymore. I'm I'm at yeah. peace now and it's better, but what was interesting and fun about it? It was different. Your insanity? Yep. Yeah. And um, I I didn't it was like something I had, so I didn't really wanna like get rid of it because I didn't know there was something better. Oh, right on. And that's the problem. That's the issue, too. No one, most people don't know that there is something better. They really don't know. Even the ones that call on the name of Jesus, they don't know that there's something better. And they accept being angry. Never accept anger as good. You are accepting the devil when you accept anger. It's enough to know you have it overcome and that you would like to, but never accept it as good. What do you think about that story about the temptation thing? You see it happening in your lives with other people and things like that. It's amazing how that is. But what was amazing is that the guy that was not high, he never got high, he performed well, and he was doing fine. But because he was so attached to the alcoholic, he still couldn't see. He could not see. That's why you don't want to be attached to anything, anyone. You got to not get an identity from anyone. Or anything. All right? And once your eye, as the young lady was saying, she can now see. Once your eyes are open, you cannot go back to sleep when they are truly open. Now, you're going to stumble with some stuff because you try to die from the ego, but you will, when you're truly spiritually awakened, because some people are intellectually awakened, but they are awoke. They're not awake. Right? That's why it's so easy for them to go back to hell and be okay. Uh, but once you truly are awakened within, in the heart, you can't go back to sleep, no matter how many mistakes you make along the way. You can't go back. So stay with it, all right? Any questions about that? Comments or anything? Yes, sir. Um, I think that story just kind of confirms uh, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, about the influence of the world, Yes. how they come from Satan. Yeah. Uh, whether it comes from a person or the drugs or the money, 
it's all connected with the ego. Yeah. So it just kind of confirms that the ego from this world comes from Satan, doesn't come from God. And a lot of people love their insanity because they don't, they don't know that you can live a different way. Right. The, the influences won't let them. Um, again, you have friends or family that they just won't let you separate. And until you really suffer, suffer, until you're just done suffering, you really say, all right, well, I trust God. I might not know. I might not be able to prove it to anybody. But to really trust and live, live that way and understand that, you know, just whatever happens, happens. But just have, you know, like always have a good attitude and just with a positive mindset. Again, that comes from God. Yeah. I mean, that's, again, people don't want to do that. They just, they can't see it as a reality. It's hard to do it because the ego, you, well, I'll get into that in a minute. But you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So I want you to be careful when people whisper to you. They're not trying to help you. They're trying to hurt you. Really. They're not your friend. Don't let people whisper stuff to you. Gossip about other people. And if they're not showing love, don't, be, don't deal with it. Because the devil, especially those who are trying to overcome, the devil don't want to lose you. He wants your soul. So he knows that you have given up anger. And he is on the way, of, especially when you learn to be quiet and be still and be, you can stand alone, right? He knows he's losing that soul. And so if he can't whisper to you, he's going to send something along, someone else along to whisper to you. Because he doesn't, he wants the soul. He wants it. So be careful with all that. The devil ain't playing. <laughs> but God loves us. He really, really does. And the light will defeat the darkness. If you stay with it, you got to literally stay with it. All right. That makes sense a little bit. And don't let anything or anyone, even if, don't let anyone stop you. No matter what happened, you will not regret it. You won't regret it. Um, yes. And then I want the biblical question put out there. Yeah, I've seen that, that program, and it's, it's amazing looking at it because it's the same story with, uh, you know, ball players. They, they, they usually come up from very humble means. They're ideal. And once they get all that fame and fortune, it, it messes them up. And uh, then, then they get seduced with the drugs and alcohol. And the friends and family poison them. They poison their minds uh, against each other. Yeah. And so and, uh, even relationships. Uh, sometimes friends poison the, the other friend so that they and spoil their relationship. I had no idea. Really, I didn't know that that was really happening as much as it is happening. That really happens to everybody. And if you're not aware, you'll be pulled in. You really will. Because you're not aware, but awareness will prevent you from being pulled in, getting pulled into that situation, back into hell. You've got to be aware. The biblical question are you afraid of evil people? Are you afraid of evil people? Right here. Um, I would say yes, I am. And, and why? Because I have anger. You so have I anger? Just, I just think that if I, may, I have anger, then I must be afraid of them, right? Oh, you just think because <clears throat> you have anger, you, you, might, you must be afraid of them? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Like, Give me an example of you ha- being afraid of evil people. 
um, uh, like for example, you know, I try to be aware, right? But I know that if I'm somebody, like that one time when I had that lady with the mask and go all insane on me at the grocery store, yeah, um, I could see that I was angry. You know, I wanted to like just kind of push her off and. But my daughter was there, and I was like, okay. And it kind of made me did – I did see this person is completely controlled, but then I could see that how I could be controlled because I had anger towards her oh, okay. and how she was, um, you know, just going off on me. So I know that, you know, if there's a situation like that, again, I can overreact because I have that anger. You you say you will you can I can yeah oh, okay. I mean at that moment I was grateful that I could see that she was completely possessed because she's such 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 fear right but if I were to be put in that fear and I believe the thoughts then I could be like her so how did you deal with that when it happened I just told her to back off and you know that I told her that she was like completely crazy and I walked off oh okay yeah amazing. Okay. And so you were afraid of her because you had I wasn't baby. afraid of her. You wasn't afraid of her. No. Oh, I wasn't okay. afraid of her, but I I see how like if you get I mean she was just cussing up a storm and I could see that if I wasn't able to see in that moment, I could have easily just returned and been that angry and messed up. Yeah. But because I was able to see there. Oh, okay. But sometimes I can't see because I do believe the lies sometimes. Oh, okay. So. Amazing. Yeah. Right. Are you afraid of evil people? Hi. Um, you know, um, to me, I, I feel that uh, I could lose the knowledge of what I am. You feel that you should lose knowledge of what you, you are? Right. What do you mean by that? Um, well, the Son of God, spirit, spirit being, uh, existing in the flesh. Repeat I that. I can forget that. You say what now? The spirit being, the true self. Uh-huh. I could forget that. I could identify with ego real oh. quick. And that, oh, that's, what, that's what gets me afraid because... If I lose touch with what I am, then I then I don't know what I'm capable of. I can do anything, you know. But when I when I remember and I stay centered in that knowledge, yeah, that's when I could overcome. And you know, um, so if if you were to say fear, how would you define fear? You see, to me, losing that self is losing the, the knowledge of the true self is where fear comes from. So you're afraid of losing the knowledge of true, your true self? Right. And who is your true self? Um, absence of the ego, the, the, the true consciousness that, that is the... Uh, the all, the all knowing, the I am, and and why are you afraid of losing that? You so you've been well, to, you you've recognized that before. Well, I, I'd identify with the false self. I identify with oh. they did this, so that means I got to do that, and I get wrapped yeah. up in all the crap, you yeah. know. And it's like, 
That's just so yeah, just remembering that 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 I, I I'm not that, you know. I I have there's more to this beingness than just the 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 social yeah perception, you know. Uh, are you afraid to overcome that completely? The not you are you afraid to overcome that completely? No, you know, every day is a different is a different challenge. Every day is a new chance to strengthen that connection. I feel. And how are you doing with that? Um, doing good. You're doing good. L- right? Little uh, got I got a lot of attention on me right now, <laughs> so I'm kind of nervous. I find that laughter and love helps with that nervousness, so it doesn't build up into an outburst of anger. To me, it's just you know, if I could love. And and why not love somebody that cuts me off on the freeway? Right. You know why not why not love a stranger? Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean it's not like I gotta you know <laughs> take them in or anything you know. That's right. But I could still not separate from that goodness, and and you know I've been watching you for years, and uh, I want to thank you. You helped me, help me to see you put it in, in a clear way. Yeah. Are you nervous easy. now? Um. No, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready, shaking. Kind of like uh I I got I got more uh I don't know what you'd call it. Uh not anxiety. Um I just just like a I don't know. I I recently I've just come to to think of it as uh an extra electron. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm like kind of charged, and you know, it was what I do with it. Because you know, when somebody makes me angry, they just put some energy onto me, and it's and it's like, what do I do with it? Do I turn that energy into positivity, or do I? When someone makes you angry, you get extra energy. Well, if, if somebody like an evil person tries to do an evil thing, right? I see the deception, yeah, and I and and I get I I get kind of. In fight or flight mode. Oh, I see. So to speak. You know what I'm saying? And so you don't know what to do when that happens? I know to what not to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? What what should you not do? Uh, React out of uh, fear or or any any sort of thing that that isn't consistent with the vibration of the Father uh, to me. You know. And so, do you still overreact to it? Um, no, not like I used to. You know, I used to do. I used to overreact just out of a lack of knowledge. Like yeah. that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Right. You know, you're supposed to you're supposed to get angry. How are you gonna? Well, you don't care about the world. You're, you're not supposed to let them know that they did something wrong. It's like you know, but they know. They already know. Yep. <laughs> and some people think not getting angry is a weakness. Right, right. Or, or not overreacting to it. This right. is, it's a weakness. Oh, everybody it's, looking at you, you're so weak. Or this person think you're weak. And that's all ego, too. Yeah. That's, that's the true strength, I feel. I think it takes more strength to, um, to, to use your, 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 yourself. Um, in a good way. Yeah. Anybody could be a, a jerk or, uh, you know. That's right, man. You know, it's, it's easy. That's, it's hard to, to stay 
stay centered and stay focused and be what uh, what what God puts you here for. Yeah, you know, is to sharpen that. I feel so. Are you anyway. doing a silent prayer morning and night? I I you know I do it. Whatever people go, I I uh oh, well that me no. I I do it so much that I'm in like a constant state of it. You are, yeah. But do you do it every morning when you? Every morning and every night, night and like throughout the day, oh, okay. every time I remember, like when I start to to drift, right? You know, away from that, the the Christ. Are you able to see now where you're drifting away from it? Oh yeah, yeah, consciousness. Yeah, yeah. 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 What is that like for you? It's it. In the beginning, it was like, oh God, dang it, yeah, I'm just I, it's so hard, I can't do it. But now yeah. it's just like. All right, well, bring it back. Yeah, that's <laughs> Just right. bring it back. Just keep bringing it. If I have to bring it back a thousand times. Absolutely. In man. a minute. Amazing. I mean, how, how many times? How, that's the easiest thing to forget. It's the hardest thing to learn, but it's the easiest thing to forget. Yeah. You know, and that, what we're, the biblical question was that of being um, for, forgetful in that, in that old, old frame of mind. Yeah. You made the point I want to add to it. Um, you're going to drift when you first start, when you first wake up, you're going to drift in and out of thoughts for a while. A hundred thousand times a day, right? A hundred thousand times a minute. But don't, don't fret. Don't worry. Just come back. Be aware. And, and don't be hard on yourself about it. Oh, I'm stupid. I'm this, I'm that. Just be aware of it without any other response to it. Because only God can allow us to see. We can't make ourselves be that way, but we can practice being aware, knowing that we're falling in and out of it. But don't force it on yourself like that. And it, it, it does make it worse. You're absolutely right. Because what you're doing is, you, number one, you're playing God. You're judging yourself. And we really can't, in all honesty, have a any opinion about anything, any ideas or anything like that, we can't have it. And you're right, you are, and make it worse. What way did it make, does it make it worse for you? It, geez, that it gives my mind something to, like, dwell on. Yeah. You know, it makes, like, I, now I start thinking about, well, if I'm not doing this right, then what about that and all this yeah. time I spent and all? It's like just like a, a hey, big. The devil, it's, a e- it's just the ego. <laughs> it's the yeah. ego coming and trying to take attention away from yes. the the being, the true, the the Christ within. I mean, I I don't know what what you feel on that, but I I feel like our true self is the Christ. The true self is what. The Christ. The Christ. Yeah. Well, we are sons of God, so right. we are Christ-like in that way. That's for sure. Right, right, right. Because, and that's what the devil, that's what the devil don't want us to know. He doesn't want us to get a glimpse of being sons of God and daughters of God. That's why as soon as you let one reaction come in, he's going to throw another one on you. But if you let that reaction pass, you're going to get a glimpse of the real self. And, and, and you can't even imagine what it is, the real stuff, right? But And then once you get that one little glimpse again, you're going to want more. But the devil don't want you to have it. So if he can get in there any kind of way 
And while he has your attention, he's going to throw other thoughts into you, other ideas, and because he wants you to doubt again. He wants you to turn back to him instead of staying with the light. You're absolutely right, man. But stay with it, stay with it. And it's so, and I'm telling you as a witness, not what I heard. I don't care. I've been doing this for 32 years, 33 years now. It doesn't seem that it's been that long, but I'm committed. It's personal to me. I don't want any more hell of the devil in me, right? So I'm committed. Whatever it takes, whatever, I'm willing to lose everything for it. Everything. There's not one thing or anybody I'm willing to hold on to, uh, to and let this go, really. And you got to make that kind of commitment. It ain't worth it. If the whole world turned away from you, bye. Bye, mama, bye, daddy, bye, brother, bye, sister, bye, money, bye, everything. Because this is worth it, man. It's, it's life itself. Right. It's the best thing. Yeah. Everything is fresh, new. There's love everywhere. You know, it's and, and it's, the, it's the, the only person that could take you out of that is you. Yeah. I mean, Christ was on the cross. Yeah. And he didn't come out of it. He was he was at one with the father on the cross. And and to me, that's the ultimate, ultimate hero. That's the ultimate savior. That's give us the give us the knowledge that nothing could take us out of that. Only our only our own self. Once we, if we think about something that ain't of that spirit, man, you we just did it to ourselves. <laughs> that is so true. I'm telling you, that is nice to hear, man. Because we ha- we talked about this one day. Everything starts with us and ends with us. It ain't nobody else out there. They got they got the same. Every human being on earth going through the same thing. There's not one that's not going through it. But only a few are trying to overcome it. That's the only difference. Only a few, right? But every, when you see people walking up and down the street all fancy with a little money, <laughs> sitting on the sidewalk at the cafe, all sitting up there grinning and lying to each other, <laughs> just know they have the same problem. They have the same problem. Really. They, uh, I don't care. I don't care how many degrees they have stacked up, whether it's a preacher degree or, or a Ph.D. from the expensive school you had to go to or, or didn't have to go, but you went to. I don't care what title they, every human being has the same problem. It's no different. That's why God said go and forgive because it's all the same. They know not what they do. Really. They know not what they do. And once you see that about yourself, when you truly see it, it's going to be impossible to hate your fellow man, even your enemy. You won't hate them because you know they can't help it. It won't be personal. Right on, man. This is your first time here? My first time here. I watched you on the, um, I watched you on the YouTube a What's lot. Your, yeah. Um, What's your name? Kirk. Kirk. All yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry uh, for being we, late. <laughs> I came from the high desert. Oh, okay. Took me a couple hours to get here. Oh, that's so, fine, man. Yeah. Um, when you first heard me, did you think I was crazy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew. I knew you were onto something. Oh, okay. I, I knew you had you. You're doing something. Um, 
you know. Um, well, stay with it, man. Yeah, the, there's no such thing as racism thing. That's like, that was a lie that got dispelled from you. Nice. Yeah, because it was, it's just the evil, it's an evil action. It's not like, if you're this, that means that, and you're racist, then it's like, it don't exist. It's right. just, I do something that is against humanity. That's right. And it, and, and it doesn't, it, it might, it might seem that way, but again, that's taking us off of what we need to be focused on. The devil is so clever, man. Oh, he, <laughs> what the devil is doing, he used his children to put, to cover him up by calling it something else. Call it post-traumatic stress disorder. Or call it, um, what do you call that when they say the slave people can't overcome? Slave disorder thing? Whatever title. But I want you to pay attention to that. Traumatic slave disorder or something? PTSD. Oh, post, <laughs> post-traumatic slave disorder. Slavery, just something crazy like that. And then if you're in anger, you're crazy not to believe that. And you go around and say, oh, I got post-traumatic. Slave just, what? Dress. Whatever they call it. And then you knock people out because you got stress disorder. <laughs> <laughs> and so don't let them, don't, uh, uh, can you have the mic back there for Just for a minute. And, and you're right. Don't let, them, don't let the world put titles on you. You see it for what it is, good and evil. You stay with the good and evil. Let them put title and call it whatever they want. Don't even communicate that way. Really. I did a TV show this week. I, I can't announce it yet, but it'll be hopefully in October to come out. And we got into this discussion, a whole bunch of women there, right? And um, they got into, we got into this discussion about Men being deadbeat dads, or something like that, and and I said to them, oh, one thing we discussed was marriage and family, and I said that one of the problems that the family is being destroyed, God over Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, right, woman over children. And I said that out loud in the show. It's a liberal show, and um, that's what happened. They went, uh, uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. And this one lady in short haircut, like she just left my barber, right? And she, <laughs> and she raised her hand. That man said that a marriage is a family between a uh, man and one woman, children, with children. And I said, yeah. Well, I have a family, and it ain't with no man. It with, I guess he meant a woman. And I said, that's not a family. I said, that is not a family. I said, you can call it a family if you want, but that don't make it a family. Oh, hell, brother. <laughs> and then there was, came a discussion about men being dead beat dad. I said, that's not true. I said, the problem is fathers love their children, but women keep the children away from the father, and they make the father appear to be a dead beat dad. And one woman was like, no, no. Even if the woman did do that, he should try to be with him anyway. I said, but he does try. And well, he should go to court. He should do this. He should do that. Even if she 
don't let him see him when he wants to. I'm like, why? The, the issue is you should stop doing that. Think about the fact that a woman keeps children away from their father. That's evil. The kids love both parents. They want both parents. But she was so crazy, she felt like no matter what the woman did, the man should try to get him anyway. I was like, that's insane. Very interesting show. I'll let you know when it come up, when this thing on the air. They like pre-taping a bunch of shows right now. I hope not, but we'll see. Um, but stay with it, man. And you're right. No such thing as racism. You, all you're doing fine, man. Stay with it. Even when it get rough. And so you went up to the high desert to pray to Jesus? <laughs> Um, well, that's that's what I've been doing the whole time I've been up there. Yeah, but yeah. was that your reason for going there? Or you just wanted to... no. Um, I moved there. Um, oh, okay. You know, some years ago, about five to six years ago. Nice. And um, yeah, I mean, it's um, I didn't go there for that, but I, I've I've always been s- searching and seeking. Yeah. You know, and just listening to you and listening to. Um, you know, a whole bunch of different sources. You know, yep. I feel that the the, the truth uh, represents itself in 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 small little ways. Like you can't yeah. believe everything, That's but there's why a little bit of truth in, in in a lot of things. And you pick. I just try to pick up on the little truths. Absolutely. That's why I really like the feedback in these meetings, even if we don't agree all the time, or when I'm arguing with liberals or whatever, right? Because a little bit of truth is in there somewhere. You can learn from anyone. If you're not how in your hall, think that you know it all, and you're just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you what I think, and that's it. So I do, I learn from, I listen, and I learn a little truth from everybody, everything. That, with that temptation story, I've seen that story so many times, and this was the first time I saw the depths of what was happening. I was like, this happened everywhere, to everybody. Right, so stay with it, man. Oh, that you know, I think mm-hmm. last week it was, or one of the a couple of weeks ago or something, we were talking about the Lord's Prayer. I, we were talking about it like I was. I feel like I've been here every week. <laughs> we was watching you, but uh, on the in the Lord's Prayer, there was a question about why would Jesus say, "Lead us not into temptation, but deliver." But I think it for me it made it clear. When I when I realize that he's saying, "You lead us not into temptation, and you deliver us from evil," as opposed to, "Don't deliver, don't don't lead us into temptation." Right. He's saying that, Father, you don't lead us into temptation. Anything else that leads us into temptation ain't you. Well, one thing for sure, I don't know who I don't know if it was a typo or what happened. But God does not lead us into temptation. He leads us away from it. He does not lead us into it at all. He came to take us away. That's why he sent his son, to bring us out of it, to be a way to overcome it. So he does not lead us into it. He leads us away from it. Amazing, man. Well, stay with it. Hey, man, thank you very much, man. You've helped me out. You've you've been a... A huge part of my growth process, and I want to thank you. You're welcome, man. Yeah, thank and everybody God. here, man. Everybody says cool stuff all the time. Yeah, man. I think it's great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so somebody take this mic from me. <laughs> uh, she had a hair in first, and then I come to you. Yes. 
So some, my question was, sometimes I'm able to see the thought, but I still go along with the wrong. Like, is it, like, is it good that I see it? But if I don't, if I don't do what I'm supposed to, then it's like, then I, I don't know. You say sometimes you see it and you still go along with it? Right. I still go along with what I think is wrong. I'm sorry? <clears throat> like I still, for example, say um, um, my husband is pushing me, but I know it has to do with me, yes. right? Um, so I see like, oh, look at me. I'm going to, I'm already, I already feel that anger and I'm going to overreact or whatever. Yeah. But I, st- I see it. But I still go along with oh, saying see. something or yeah. overreacting or whatever. So what do you think about that? I think that's insane. It is. No. I, I it mean, is insane because want, it's like I could, I could understand if I couldn't see it, then I'm like, oh. Then yeah. I kind of have that, I don't want to call it an excuse, but I kind of like, oh, I didn't see it. It's a very good question. Right? I but totally when I see it, then it's like, then what's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I totally understand what you're asking. Um, this young man want to respond to it. If you were walking down the road and she saw you with the halo on your, over your head okay. and she said the same thing, oh, I see you look like a saint. So sometimes I, I see this and I still go along with it. You would say to her what? The young lady right here wants to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> what a beta, huh? He give it to the woman. Um, I would say that, oh, you doing a silent prayer? Okay. Yeah. Right. She says she dies and she thinks that's why she sees it. Okay. So with, with that being said, you do do the silent prayer. So I would just say to continue to grow in the light, continue to watch because really, truly it sounds simple, but truly, the only thing that we have to do is watch. And I've seen that in my own life. When I've seen myself do things that I'm like, no, I shouldn't do that. This is how I should react. Over time, I actually make the right decisions. But you have to keep growing into that light. Keep watching it. And over time, you'll make a better decision because it's, it's kind of like this. So a lot of people think that God is talking to them in their head. But really, what it's more like is... God is the God of revealing and uncovering. So he's like, here, look at this. And then you make a decision. But if you're listening to the voices in your head, the voices are trying to get you to feel good about yourself. Oh, you did great today. So then you go, yeah, I agree. I did great today. And then, and then tomorrow they'll say, oh, you were the worst. And then you go, yeah, I agree. I was the worst. And you identify with those thoughts, those emotional breakdowns of your reality. But really what you should be doing is just looking at what God is uncovering for you to see and then paying attention to that. It's non-emotional. It's not something that you that brings you up to tear you down. It's really just being more aware. And as you grow in that awareness, you're going to make a different decision. And just to add to that, he's right about that. So the next time that happens, have no conversation with it. Mm. Okay. Let's say your husband tried to force you to do something, right? And you, you get lost real fast in your head. And then you realize, wow, you know, I'm in the thought. Don't, don't talk to it. Just endure the pain. Mm. Do not compensate with the devil. Don't argue with the devil. 
You don't want to argue with the devil inside of you, just like you don't want to argue with the devil outside of you, inside of others. So it's the same principle, right? Stop arguing with the devil. Don't argue inside with him. You just look at him, as he was saying, just look at him, be aware, and it'll start to go away. And it's going to be rough because the devil is going to give you emotional pain. And the pain may sometimes feel real great, like you, like you can't move or whatever, right? Or like you ought to do something. Just don't you argue with it. Let it say what it wants. Let it act out. But don't you. You just watch it. The same way you would watch that woman at the store if you went there now and saw her, and she started carrying on like that again. Now you would be aware of her, and you stand there and just look at her like she's crazy. And if there's if there are no words to say, you wouldn't say anything to her, and you'll walk away free. Likewise, you do that with the devil inside you as well. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So just and, and the pain going to get. Because the devil, he wants you to argue with him. He wants you to argue with him outside of you, inside of others, and inside of you. He wants to argue. That's how he's still alive. But don't give it life. Just watch it. Yeah, I, I know not to judge myself for it either. Cause yeah. I, but sometimes I feel like, I mean, I just, I'm doing it so like often. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, whatever. Okay, I'm not going to think about it anymore. Like just, it happened. Speak up a little bit for me. Like, I think I'm not going to, you know, give it thought and just dwell in, oh, I messed up and, you know, blah, blah. But so I know I'm not to judge myself about it, but sometimes I feel like I'm just, it just happens often where I'm like, well, I'm seeing it, but why can't I just let it go? <laughs> so, but I'll, I'll watch. Okay, I want to come back to that. So I made a little note so I can respond to it. Interesting. Um, right here. What do you do? I mean, the biblical question. I'm looking at the clock here. Man, Tiger. Are you afraid of evil people? No. You're not? No. And how do you know you're not? Um, because my life has changed. I know that um, there's no fear or being afraid with God. But I have seen for myself that evil people are just like me and I was an evil person. So ultimately evil people end up hurting themselves than, than someone else. Like, so I don't have any fear. I don't have any fear of evil people. Like I said, I was able to see for myself that everybody else is just like me. And I was just like everybody else with, and it's with anger, fear It's all, like LinkedIn to, and and I didn't know when I was an evil person. I didn't know I was an evil person. Yeah, that's interesting. So this week alone, have you overreacted and would lead to any situation at all from last Sunday to today? <laughs> no. Nothing? No, I was just thinking about the heat, like, oh, melting, being all dramatic about it, but nothing serious. No oh, okay. real, nothing really, No. Amazing. No. Okay. Nice. And 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 awareness is everything. Being aware is everything. Yeah. Seeing it when you see it and just sit in it, like you said, just sit in it. Don't have any reaction to it. Don't argue with it. Just let it pass. That's everything. Okay. Amazing. Yes. You had your hand. And then did you have your hand? No. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, what this young, young man was talking about earlier, the, it's called the Lord's Prayer. And, of course, God is not going to lead you into temptation. It's, that's what Satan does. And uh, it's uh, like you said, it's really, it's really said, um, lead us not into temptation, lead us away from temptation. Yeah. But the old it's English. It's crazy to think that God will lead you into temptation. That's another trick from the devil. The way that people think about God, you might well stay with the devil. Why don't you just hang out with the devil? If you think God's going to teach you the same way. One person said that something crazy about God is double the devil or something. But go ahead. Then but I'll, that's, then that's I'll actually, your hand. That's actually the prayer that uh, I think the apostles asked Christ, how do I pray to God? Right. And, and that is the Lord's prayer. So how would Christ tell you? That God's going to lead you in temptation. It's it's really because of the old English. It's confusing. It's uh, it's lead us away from temptation is the way the prayer uh, should be understood. Right. And the second okay. part is the victimology. Who? Um, t- being a victim, victimology. Who? A victim. Yeah, victim. Oh, victim. Yeah. Oh, victimology. Yes, victimology. What's victimology. Victimology is Black that people trying to speak like white folks. That I'm. Uh, <laughs> It's the belief that that you're a victim because oh. of uh, slavery. It's the belief you're a victim of right. this, and and a lot of people they they get sucked into it, yeah. and it, it is the most dangerous thing to be sucked into. As an example, in the 1930s, there were people that were that that were oppressed, and they were um, um, overtaken, and they were shamed. Yeah, and that was the German people. And then a tyrant came in to tell them that you were powerful, you were you were being oppressed, and you were do, you, this was happening to you, and and he was able to rile those people up. And that person was Hitler, and we have the same kind of mentality nowadays. Everybody's a victim, and everybody's oppressed. Yeah. And a tyrant is going to come out and and rally up the angry people, and they're going to follow him. Yeah. And so you don't want to be a victim. Don't be a victim. Victim is it's a subtle way. It is a very subtle way of riling people up. That's what happened to the blacks with the so-called civil rights movement. They went and got the angry blacks during that era and they grouped them together and that they still control them. They made them think that they were victims and they were not. And they they got them. Yes, ma'am. Can you read the biblical question again? I'll make um, sure I say it right. Are you afraid of evil? Pe- when did the baby do? December. <laughs> Whoa. You want to have twins? No. <laughs> I'm just a big lady. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I think that's a boy. So do I. Uh, We're not going to find out, but. Right. But I think it's a boy. Ain't about <laughs> A girl ain't going to be that big. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You want a little brother? Yes, that's right. Um, are you afraid of evil people? So when I heard the question, I thought, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of evil people, but I think I'm afraid what they'll show me about myself. Absolutely. So like, that's what I've been seeing a lot lately. I'll have like this thought in my head about somebody. I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> and so that's I think, right. what's that? I said, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. I think, um, if I if I have any fear, which I don't feel like I do, 
it's more that, okay, something's going to be uncovered and I might have to suffer or go through a little painful period to get over that new thing that I learned about myself by seeing it in someone That's else. That's deep. You are absolutely right. Cool. The problem is always here. Mm-hmm. It's not the people. It's in you. You're afraid of what your reaction to it or the staying in you reaction to it. Yeah. That's amazing. I do have a, another question that's yes. kind of in that when you're talking about the deadbeat dad thing. Yeah. This is something that I wanted to call your show about. Um, so I, one of the painful things that I saw about myself was I've always been close to my father. And he's, in most ways, people think, you know, he's like the epitome of an alpha male. But I realized a few months ago, I was like, wow. <sighs> I'm relating to the mother nature in him from his mom. Yeah. Like we're connecting on that. And that was really hard for me, like painful for me. Cause it I was, was like, painful oh. to see that. it was painful. Cause I, you know, you always want your family to be seeing too. And you can't do that for them. Only God can. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wow. I wasn't just close to my dad because I love my father. We were like our spirits, the, the hell in our spirits was like, relating to each other and it was so subtle because he is in a lot of ways just very you know matter of fact and logical and all these different things that I was like oh that hurts a little bit (laughs) that you know I was relating to my dad in that way and he's relating to me in that way too and so one of my questions has been like if a man has his mother's nature in him can that nature be something that takes him away from his children or quote, I don't, I don't like Absolutely. the term deadbeat dad. I just mean yeah. like, you know, just that they're not actually wanting to be in their kids' lives, but it's not their father nature in them. It's, it's the that thing they can't see about themselves. Yeah. Because that nature made you look for love. It made you look for something to fulfill it. And so, uh, most, a lot of times that's why men go from woman to woman to woman even though they may be a tough father as far as making you work, making you, you know, whatever, right? But if he has not been born again of the father, he's still going to be looking for love. So he's not being a deadbeat dad. He's being a deadbeat mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Because every human being that's born through the flesh, through the woman, must be born of the spirit in order to overcome the flesh. Otherwise, he's going to be trying to fulfill that no matter what. He won't be able to help it. That's a good person. Why not? That is a, I've never heard anyone say that, but that is so true. That's deep. Stay with it. Stay with it. Did you talk to your father about that? You know what, Dad? I realized you, you got a little woman in you. Yeah, we, we've had some conversations recently because there's been a few different things. And in fact, after I went to my mom, when I was laughing about your temptation story, I was like, she sure did go to my siblings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we've had some conversations in the last year or two that, yeah, I'm like, Dad, you got to forgive your mom. Like, she's, you don't realize how much control she still has over you and it's affecting these other things that we're talking about so what did he say how did he react to that uh i think he's i I could tell my dad my dad he'll think he's a very spiritual man and he'll think he'll he'll think about things and go like he'll sit with god about it so i just kind of left it there and every now and again we talk about just other things but stay with working all your life 
No matter, don't let anything or anyone be so important to you that you won't, you know, say stay with it, right? Yeah. Because you haven't seen anything yet. I believe that. Stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. When when your mother turned your siblings against you or tried to, to what how did what happened and how did you deal with it? Uh, uh so <clears throat> I didn't really like a couple of my siblings have come to talk to me about certain things and I just kind of left it alone and if they brought something to me we'd have a conversation it always went really well but I think it re- really well because there was a part of me that wanted to go to them and like talk like make the conversation happen but I didn't and so when when they when the when they came to me about something it was like I could tell they were seeing that that it was only love there that I had for right them on. right and I didn't want to like try to control their thoughts or make turn, turn them away from what my mom said to them or something like that it was more just like let's okay I awesome that you felt like you could come and talk to me about it and we had a conversation and it never went poorly you know because you didn't go deal with it you yeah. just let it happen yes wow yeah I was uh that's amazing yeah it was that's amazing. really amazing yeah it that's the right way to do it. And that's how you do it. I would tell this young lady, that's how you deal with the devil inside, too. Well, and the devil was definitely there because yeah. it was talking to me like, yeah. you know, I definitely had to just let those thoughts come and go. And sometimes they really messed with me, yeah. you know, because my spirit was warring with my mind about it, you know. And, well, my mind was warring with my spirit. My spirit was just like, okay. <laughs> right on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is so deep. Really? That's my blowing. That's how you do it. Stay with that. What do you think about what she just said? Have you ever tried that? I, I think everything she said was amazing. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever done that? Uh, what part she said? Like, if, like someone tried to build a war against you. Like yeah, her I'm, mother did that, right? And the devil said, oh, now everybody think you're the bad one. Yeah. You I turn was, against mama. You better go and talk to them about it. But she refused to do it. She just yeah. didn't do anything. I was in the last six months, yes. Before that, no, I would have, you know, went to bat on yeah. my opinion or what actually happened. But, yeah. like, now I just let it go. And then if they want to ask me about it, then we'll have a conversation. Nice. Yeah. That is, I'm telling you, I want to add to that. I was just talking to a friend of mine about that last night. <laughs> I was asking him, I, I said to him, why do people deal with scandals? What's, no, what's wrong with a scandal? Because I noticed that most people run away from scandals. And I'm like, what's wrong with a scandal? And, and I realized that, because I noticed that most people run, when, you know, if they, especially if they are popular people, but in the families too, they run away from it rather than just allowing it to happen. And I realized the reason that they can't let it happen because the devil is talking to them and they really think that it's happening to them, but it's not happening to you. It's happening to the ego you, really. It's not happening to you, and the devil wants you to go and deal with the family or deal with the husband, wife, or deal with the relationship so he can stay alive. He really, he think you are being, he makes you think that you are being embarrassed, and if you're so identified with the ego, you will believe that is you. And you go and try to correct it, and you only make it worse because you're feeding the devil. You're feeding the devil. 
And what we got to realize, if we really want to be free from this whole mess, God, it's a mess, is that we are all possessed with the devil's nature. We're all possessed with evil. We are possessed. We are not. When Paul said, I can't, I can't do what I want to do, the right thing. I've been trying and trying and trying. And, but I can't do it. But the wrong thing, I do it. I don't want to do it. But I end up doing what I, he was saying then that I'm possessed with the devil. We're possessed. You don't hear that a lot. You don't hear people saying, you know, I'm possessed or you're possessed with the devil. And because you don't hear, you forget. That's why we need to be born again so we can be possessed with the nature of God, with love, right? And then he rules over us. But we are possessed with devils. And this thing, and, and to add what you were saying, uh, when your husband do something and you find yourself get mad or whatever, it's not you getting mad at all. But because we have identified with the devil, thinking that it's us, we try to fight with the devil, thinking that we are fighting with the devil, but it's not us. It's the devil fighting with the devil. We just have that identity by identifying with because of the thought and the feelings, right? And the world tell you, oh, you need to have emotions. Emotions are good. You're supposed to have, even Jesus was mad, right? That's a setup. We are possessed, possessed with spirits. We are possessed until we're born again of God. Then we just go from a bad possession to a good one, back to the Father. That's where we were until all that mess happened with Adam and Eve. We were one with the Father. But when we were possessed by the devil, that's what Jesus did. He healed, and that's what he healed the people who were possessed by put, shining the light on the darkness, right? And if you notice, those who are seeking now, if one of you went out and told them the truth, hey, you're possessed, you're evil, go and forgive, they will be healed, and that's greater is he that Jesus did. It's not us, but the Father in us. He would do the same work through us that he did through Christ. The same word. And we won't take credit for it because we'll know who is doing it. But we can do the same thing, but we got to overcome. We are possessed. We must be born of good, of God, of the truth, which is God. We're possessed. So stop identifying with this dark, with the darkness. It's not you. It's not you at all. I don't care. The people who are killing one another, who are doing all this mess that's going on in the world. They are possessed and don't know it. They think it's them. It sounds like them. It feels like them. But it's the demons in them, the devil in them. We have demons in us until we are over, until the light. When the, and what God does, he destroys the ego. And in destroying the ego, he's destroying the nature of the devil. That nature that we have been identifying with. All, and and he, he erased all the delusion that we've picked up all our life, thinking we know what we want, thinking of ourselves we can do something, thinking we know what tomorrow is going to bring, or thinking about yesterday and all that. It's just evil. It's pure evil. So don't let the world cover it up with other stuff. You see it for what it is. We must be born again. When he said we must be born again, he meant it. Ain't no other way out of it. Yes. 
So I think it's very interesting what you're talking about because um, I love this topic. Um, so what I found is that the pain that we feel from the ego is actually what Satan is feeling. Yes, it's not even it's you. It's not us. Right. He is feeling whatever we think that we're feeling. Yep. And that's him dying. That's him dying. Yes. And so when you identify with it, you enter into a communion with him, and that's why you're feeling it. You're worshiping the devil. You're worshiping the devil. And yeah. another another thought. Absolutely. Y'all understand that? <laughs> you're worshiping the devil. You're worshiping the but devil. But you just yeah. don't know it because nobody ever told you. You didn't hear from daddy and mama growing up. They didn't say, hey, that emotion is of the devil. Drop your anger. Like I tell these kids, let anger go. You know, speak up, but just don't be angry. You know, speak up, don't be angry. And the kids won't have to go through that like we do because they know that that anger is not them. It's not good. And so they'll avoid all this extra hell we pick up along the way because nobody told us. We think it, we thought it was right. The devil made us think it was right. Even when they preached to us in the Bible, where well, the Lord said, jump off the mountain. And what does that mean? How do you jump off the mountain? You know, they don't tell you what's happening so you can see how to get off it or whatever it is. It's intellectual. Yeah. 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 And so the last thing, um, your uh, forgiving of the parents, what I've noticed is it, those are training wheels. So you're supposed to get to a point where you forgive all people at all times for all things. And, and stay will. in a perpetual state of forgiveness. Absolutely. And that's how you stay in the garden. Yeah. yeah. And you will. Once you forgive, no matter what, because situations real happen because the, the devil is departing from you, right? So he's going to make situations happen because he doesn't want to lose that soul. So things are going to happen. Let them happen. There's no reason to defend yourself at all inside you or outside of you. And when people try to hurt you, they can't help it. They got hell going on inside of them, too. That's why they're trying to hurt you. Because the devil loves misery. It can't live with peace. It lives with hell. So don't defend it. There's nothing to defend. If there is no you, what is there to defend? If there is no you... Why worry about what the world think about you? If there is no you, why be afraid? And one of the signs, okay, Hassan, I, I knew I saw your hand. I forgot to come back to you, man. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to answer the. Um, are you afraid of evil people? No. And, and why do you say no? And how do you know you're not? Because when I did, when I did fear people, um, now I realize that. Uh, I was just uh, that those people were showing me that I had fear already within. Yeah. And when I would go into those situations, it would usually cause contention or I would almost predict getting into a fight or getting yeah. into some sort of contention with the people. And now that I can see and that I have the perfect love, it's kind of like what the scripture says about the power is the power that's in me is greater than the power of the world or whatever. Of the world, yeah. Um, now I realize when I go into, quote-unquote, situations with evil people, the love diffuses the evil. And there, there is no, there's nothing to be afraid of because the perfect love casts out all fear. So it, it will diffuse whatever evil that you think you're going into. Absolutely. And to hear these words sounds like it's easy, huh? Like it's so easy. Oh, yeah, I can do that. 
Doing it is a different story. I just want you to know that. <laughs> it's easy to talk about it, but it's something else doing it. So, and I'm telling you that so you'll be aware of that. All right? Because in church itself, oh, I can do that. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Let me hey. take this young lady, and then I'll come to you, and we'll wind it up. Can I just real quick one other thing? Yes. Uh, about the Temptations movie, um, I think it's ironic that they name the band Temptations, and then they all succumb to the Temptations. So you got to be careful with that, what you name your band. But also, there's a scene in the movie where David's telling the guy, like, who are you talking to? Ain't nobody here to see you. They're here to see me. David yeah. Ruffin. That scene actually was not even scripted. Oh. That actually just, uh, he just improv that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And the guy was the guy who he was yelling at was like about to be like, yo, cut. I'm about to fight this guy for. Yeah, it was funny behind the scenes story. What an anyway. ego trip he was on. <laughs> Man. Yes. Oh, I didn't raise my hand. This makes sense to you? Yes. Yeah. 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 So especially you being so young, it sounds easy. It's a different thing doing it. So right. when you're in situation as a young person. And all your little friends acting all out and blah, blah, blah. Or they say, oh, she thinks she's cute. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it happen. Yeah. Do not defend it. Yeah. We were actually talking about this, actually, what my dad was saying, um, about letting things be revealed to you, but in a way that's not emotional. Yeah. Because I was going through something earlier this week, and um, it's so nice to have somebody who's just strong and I a bet. leader in the yeah. household, and I can just come to him, and he can just, like, give me insight, and you, it's just such a blessing, honestly. Um, right on. And, um, but, yeah, like, I'm whenever I go through things, it inspires me to just keep pushing. Like, I'm never like depressed or upset when I see things that I need to work on. It just makes me more inspired to just keep going. So, yes. yeah, absolutely. And when you don't overreact to it, you leave room for more light to come in. Right. You, and God will fight your battle, right? Right. Because He's fighting against the darkness. So when you don't fight with the devil inside or the devil outside of you, inside of others, you see, you will see God love you. And, right. he, and it's going to be amazing, like, wow. And it's going to be so easy, it almost look unreal. You know, like, what the? Yeah. It's so amazing. Absolutely. Stay with that. So when they call you, they, oh, she thinks she's white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you hear that a lot yeah. because you speak well, you carry yourself well, and you're so young. She thinks yes. she's white. Yeah, a uh, Oreo. Uh-huh. Black on the it. outside, white on the inside. And I don't care if a thousand other girls and guys are standing around. Mm-hmm. When they're calling those names, don't react at all. Right. Don't react. No response is the best response. Yeah. And the devil going to try to make you feel ashamed. Oh, she's making a fool out of you mm-hmm. in front of everybody. What will your schoolmates think now about you? He's lying to you. Because yeah. somebody, as he was saying, I think, somebody's going to see the light in you, and they're going to be like, wow, how did you deal with that so well, you know? Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to point them to God within. Right. You really will. Right on. Yeah. Stay with it. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to answer the biblical question. Are you afraid of evil people? Yes. And how do you know you are? Because I just try to stay away from it, and I'm just, like, uncomfortable. And like, but I know fear is bad because people you use your fear to ma- manipulate you. Yes, 
Absolutely. Um, you are absolutely right. She said, I know I do because how you respond on the inside. What'd you say? Do you? Uh, I know that I'm like uncomfortable and like yeah. I don't want to be around. That un uncomfortable feeling you get is a sign of fear and evil. That is a sign. But if you just notice that and don't overreact to it, just notice that that's not you feeling that way. That's the devil trying to make you feel that way and let it pass. And I'm, I'm telling you, eventually you would never fear no evil again. It doesn't matter what happens, how people act, how loud they get, how they threaten you. You'll see the right thing to do to protect your physical self, right? But if you just know that that's not you, it's just a feeling that comes from a thought and let it pass, it will happen again and you will fear no evil. You will feel no, that's great. Just let it pass. Amazing. Nice. Do you understand that? When you fear, when you react on the inside, rather outwardly it's known, or you, you tremble a little bit inside from evil people, whether it's coming from you or somewhere else, you're fearing evil. You're fearing evil. But if you just see that and don't overreact to it and just see it, even if for a while you will overreact inwardly, but just know it's not you overreacting, it's the devil reacting, it's not you. And just see it and, and, and let it happen. After a while, you will fear no evil. You will feel no evil. Because the light that is showing it to you is destroying the darkness. God is working on our behalf. But we got to let him do it. We got to let that happen. And it's not us that's dying, it's that's dying, and not you. And you're coming alive. That makes sense? Just know that. Now, it's not it's easier said than done I just, in the beginning. But after a while, it will be easier to do. It will get easy because the ego is dying. It's being taken away from you. Yes, sir, last word. Um, I think that's why the, um, the silent prayer is so powerful because you're trying to not think and anything that's distracting you from that isn't you right and so you get better it gets clearer and clearer because during the day you know we're driving or we're going at work or whatever should i get this do i need that what do i need to take what am i going to do with my dog what if she gets out of the cage again you know i mean it's practical things but then it's you sit down Silent prayer, no thought, shut off, and not identify, and not, not perpetuate. Because I, 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 I think of it as perpetuating the thought. Because yeah. you could think about the thought. The thought could present itself, but you, you perpetuate it. And then it splinters off into more thoughts, yeah, and then sure. more thoughts. And, and, and to me, to remember that, that God calls himself, I am. Not I was or I will be, but right now. Right now. God is right. And, and practicing that right now, and we get into arguments, and we get into the not now. We get into the, the future or the past and all that other stuff. So the silent prayer helps us to discern what is coming from me and what is entering 
So, That's why it's so important. It's so serious. important. It's, it is. When God said pray without ceasing, he wasn't playing about that either. Because the devil is not playing. The devil wants your soul. He wants you not to pray. He wants you not to see that all this stuff is not you. Really. So he's constantly trying to get in there and, and deceive you. He doesn't want it. But you stay with it, you will develop a clear mind. Your mind will, because your mind is being renewed from the darkness to the light. But you got to stay with it. It has to be personal. All right? Yes, Nick. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so listen, we are so out of time. Stay with the silent prayer. Stay on that straight and narrow path. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. And you're going to see God love you. And, and, and all you're doing is overcoming all the brainwashing that the devil and the world has done to you. You believed in all wrong things. But as someone said, love conquers all. It really, really does. And love is greater than darkness. And so you are not your thought, those thoughts, and you're not the emotions. And don't let anyone tell you that you should hold on to emo- emotions or evil. Once you overcome that, there's a natural way to love and uh, a time to be sad. Somebody die, you shed a tear, be done with it. Not a whole week like they're doing that woman. Oh, every day. All day. Not like that. But no wonder God, Christ said, let the dead bury the dead, huh? But, uh, but you, you'll live a normal life. Because right now in that state of mind, you're living an abnormal life. It's not you. The ego must die. And once the heart is changed to love, the love will destroy the ego. They're not you. All right. So stay with the prayer. Um, go and forgive. You forgive whomever. Don't worry about if they accept it or not, if they understand it or not. I hear this a lot. If they whatever. Right. And once you do it, be done with it. The devil tell you, oh, you didn't quite do it right. Go back and do it again. And go back. Some people go back 10 times. You only need to do it once. Once you see that you need to forgive. And be done with it. Don't let the devil have you going up and down the road. All right? So stay with the prayer. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your uh, uh, tithing offerings, helping us out. We are having a women's forum this Thursday night. Every first Thursday night of the month. Third Thursday night of the month for ladies. And first Thursday night for men only. 7 p.m., all right? So ladies, we are meeting Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you all. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you all for coming. This is amazing today. Thank you. It was amazing.